0: Welcome to Consulting Growth Hour with me, Fahim Musa, where I break down key growth concepts so you can build a thriving consulting business. Check out the show notes for presentations and handouts as we go deep into the rabbit hole of consulting. Let's get started. All right. So the topic for the day is how to find underserved consulting markets. Who is this training for? management consulting business owners, you do strategy or HR, marketing, IT operations. As long as you're selling business consulting services or consulting services to organizations, whether you're an independent consultant or whether you are a owner of a small firm, that's fine. You've been in business for a few years and you're generating at least six figures or close to it. And you have a handful of clients and you're looking to grow sales. Now, this will help those of you who may be starting out in consulting as well, but uh, it will be hopefully more helpful for those who've been in business for a few years, who have a couple of clients at least, and are now looking to grow sales. You feel that your current market may be saturated. That's probably one of the reasons you may be here, and you're not sure how to develop new markets for your business. Okay, so that's who this is geared for, and you have you, you may have ideas on which markets to develop and you want to be sure before you go there, right? Okay, so I'm not, I don't want to assume that the terms I use are understood by everybody. So I'll just start at the basics. Here's what I mean by a market. It's just a, a group of organizations with similar characteristics, either in terms of geography or size or the kinds of problems they have, needs and desires, et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty basic, but I just wanted to put it out there because some of these terms are just overused and they simply lose their meaning. But this is what I believe a market is. So let's use that definition. Now, let me you know just back up a, a few a few steps and talk about you know how businesses in general grow their markets and grow their grow their sales. So let's say a retail business, for example. Okay, let's let's take an example outside of the outside of consulting, a retail business that sells some products. The the owner or the or, or the manager is you know in the store interacting with customers on, on a daily basis, right? And customers will ask, typically ask the, the manager or or the owner, do you have this other thing? Do you have this other product? I'm in need of this, I'm in need of that. So you know, in, in that interaction, while interacting with customers on a daily basis, on a frequent basis, you get to know the pulse of the market. You see, a, a lot of businesses expand that way. Once they understand what customers want, what they're asking for, perhaps there's, you know, a, 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 they, they, they understand a, a gap in the marketplace then they'll take the next step and say okay you know what let me stock these other products this is what people want or let me kind of you know improve my, my delivery and my service in this area this is what people want this is the feedback i get and then they'll move into that market or perhaps they'll hear of another ge- geography or another city or another state where you know customers say that you know we don't get this over there so those kind of insights that that come in on a, on a regular basis to the business owner, allows that business owner to expand to those markets and and, and you get that insight that, you know, those markets are underserved right now and maybe I should go in there or we should go in there and, 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 you know, test a few products and services. Right? So that's the, that's an intuitive and entrepreneurial way underserved markets are uncovered, but what I wanna show you is another way where you can go out and try to find under- underserved markets, whether or not you may have an initial insight or not, right? That's the, that's the intent of, of today's session. So let's see how to do that. I just wanna also say that, you know, there's a lot of information I'm gonna be providing you with here. So there is a replay available, and for those of you that are listening to the podcast or watching the replay on the YouTube channel, or you know, especially those who are listening on the podcast, I'll link a, I'll, I'll send you a link. Just look at the show notes, and you'll have a link to the presentation that I am using right now. Okay, and you'll have access to this presentation if you want. The, if you want it, simply send me an email or send me a, a message on LinkedIn, and I'll, I'll send this, send this across to you. I'll also send you the replay when it's when it's available. Okay. So before we talk about underserved markets, let's just talk about you know, the parts to growth in general. How do companies grow? It doesn't matter if you're a consulting business or any other type of business, how do, how do you know, companies grow? If there's one thing that you can take away from this presentation, it's you know, this slide. I think that in this slide, in this one slide, you have all the parts that a, a company can possibly take in order to grow. I'm, I'm obviously gonna give you an overview, but this can be pretty handy if you're in that phase of, or if you're in that stage of looking for another market to kind of to expand to, okay? So let's let's split this into two. So the first category is that if you wanna grow, you wanna first look at markets you serve today. I know that some of you may think that your markets That you serve today may be saturated there's too much competition there's less demand whatnot but it's it's worth exploring the markets you serve today and seeing whether or not you know you can find some unexplored or underserved opportunities okay so there's growth in existing markets right the 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 market that you are currently serving and you can, you can also grow by tweaking your product and service, your, your service, or adding something else, or in, improving your value proposition in some way for the same market that you serve, okay? The difference between growing in your existing market and developing new services is that, you know, in the, in the first or in the former growing in the existing markets, it just means that you're simply going to sell more to the either your current customers or folks in other, other types of clients in your existing market. In the product and service development, you're you're gonna improve your value proposition, or you're gonna add a few more things to your existing service, maybe create a new offering for your existing market, okay? If you have any questions, just pop them in the chat. Now you've got new markets, okay? Another way to grow is to look at new markets, create new markets as market development. I'm gonna go one level deeper in the next slide. And there's diversification where you sell new products to new markets, right? So let's just take a look at each of these and then you'll understand hopefully the, the parts that you can take and, you know, hopefully it'll start giving you some ideas as to what you need. Okay. So let's look at existing market first. If you want to grow, here's how you look at growth in existing markets. So in your existing market, let's say, I'm going to look at the the chat now and see some examples. Okay. So John says banking and financial services from Halifax. Okay. So let's use that example. So if you want to grow in your existing market, you're a financial services consultant and you serve you serve the banking and financial services market in Halifax in Canada, right? So if you want to grow in that existing market, perhaps increasing usage of your services to current clients, the easiest way, or maybe, I wouldn't say easiest, but the most simple way to think about growth is to simply sell more stuff to your current clients, right? That's what I mean by increasing usage of services to, to your current clients. Another way to look at growth in your existing markets is to sell more of current, more of your current services to other, to new clients in the same market. So John, you would be, if you want to, you know, take that as an example, if you want to grow, one way to grow is to take your existing services, current services, and simply look for new clients, right? One way to grow is to sell more to your existing clients. Another way to grow is to take your financial services, financial uh, consulting, financial services consulting to newer clients within Halifax or within your market segment itself, okay? Simple example. Now let's look at product and service development, okay? So uh, the next way to grow is to improve your current services, create new value propositions. So let's take Sean's examples. He says to, he's a tech consulting firm. What does B2E mean? A business to education, is that it? Sean? I'm just gonna keep moving forward. So he's, he's got a tech consulting firm. Let's say, let's assume that that's the education market, right? So maybe what Sean can do to improve his current services is to create some kind of new value proposition for his existing market. Right. Maybe it's a newer service, or he's he, he adds a few more features to his service or creates a new offering or whatnot. Another thing Sean could do is develop new products and services for the existing market. Right. Again, you say you're saying stay, we're still talking about your existing market, right? And you can kind of create new products and services or new services for the existing market. So if, if you're a tech consulting firm, for example, Sean for example what you could do is maybe create another line of service or another kind of you know technology consulting for the 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 market that you're currently serving right let's say if you're if you do migrations or if you do major tech implementations could you perhaps create something similar or something you know parallel to those services for your current market right that's what i mean by that now let's go to New markets, right? There's two things in new markets. One is the the first piece is market development. So let's talk about what does that mean? So market development is is essentially expanding your current services geographically. Let's take another example. So Wakar says he's based in Dubai. Financial strategies and corporate taxation. So if it's relevant, I'm just talking about, I'm just giving you an example here. I'm not saying that you should do it, Wakar. If it is relevant, maybe what you do in order to look for new markets is or new or expand your sales is simply take your financial services and corporate taxation and move to maybe another geography, like for example, Oman or Qatar or, you know, any other geography within the GCC, for example. Okay. Or you could expand your current services to new target segments. Okay. Okay. So a target segment could not just only be a geography. It could be, maybe you target small businesses or maybe you target larger businesses. So if you're targeting smaller businesses right now, then you could take your financial, your current services, your financial services strategies to from small from a small business segment to a mid mid-sized segment, if it's relevant, of course. Okay, I'm just using examples here. So that's market development, taking your existing services and looking for new geographic markets. And then finally, there's diversification. Diversification is essentially new products for new markets. It's pretty simple to, to understand, right? You're just taking, you, you, you're creating a completely new products to a completely new market that you have no uh, prior experience in. So if you look at you know, this slide, it pretty much tells you all the options that you have. Of course, it's an overview. It gives you all the options that you have in order to, to grow, right? If there's something that I've missed, let me know and probably add it to this slide. But as far as, you know, my uh, understanding goes, this is all the options for growth are encapsulated in this slide. Right, keep 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 the chat box alive. Hit me with your questions as we move into the, the middle part of the presentation. Okay, now let's get back to a little basics. We talked about, you know, the options to grow and grow sales. Now, let's get to a little bit of a basics about, you know, any, any consulting business, the building blocks, a consulting business is based on an individual or or a group of individuals expertise, right? Their knowledge and skills, you have knowledge and skills in a specific field, you choose your target market, right? And you cater to unmet needs within the target market, right? It's pretty simple. All of you have expertise, deep expertise in a specific field or domain, you've identified a target market and you cater to those needs. For example, right, you can, you, you can describe your you can describe your consulting business by, by just saying, you know, by filling in this, this statement, I help target market solve problem or achieve this result by, by using your expertise. So for example, you know, you may be a small business where you help small insurance companies increase sales by training the executives on speaking and presentation skills. So your speaking and presentation skills are your expertise. You cater to small insurance companies and you help them increase sales. Okay. That's their unmet need. So these are just basics of your consulting business right now. And all of you, as I'm presenting this to you, you should have this in your head as to what are you doing right now, right? Because you wanna, you wanna expand to different markets, but then you've got to start with what you know right now, your expertise that you have currently, and the markets that market that you serve. Okay, and I'll tell you how we're going to use this. Another, you know, positioning statement for a consulting business could be we help startups in California raise capital by creating financial models and pitch decks. That's what they do, right? You you have expertise in financial models and pitch decks. You cater to startups in California and you help them raise capital, which is what their unmet need is. Okay. So all of you have some kind of positioning in the marketplace and you're looking to expand. Okay. So before you can look at underserved markets, and, and stay right till stay till the stay till the end, because at the end I'm going to show you some tools and some techniques to size up markets and apply some principles to find opportunities within those markets. So, for now, you know what I'd like to do is to simply, you know, point or or bring awareness to what you are doing right now as, as as your consulting business or you know where you're at with with your consulting business right now okay and in order to move forward and find underserved markets right what you want to be doing is you want to be answering these two questions how can i use my or my firm's expertise to find underserved opportunities and grow that's important because what you want to be doing is you, you, you want to be mindful of your current expertise, because without your current expertise, you can't simply go out and find newer markets. Okay, it's, It may seem pretty obvious, but I've seen a lot of consulting businesses do this, where they simply go all out and try and find markets where they feel there's opportunity, but then they realize that they're not fully equipped to serve those opportunities and, and take advantage of those opportunities. Okay, so make sure that you're staying within your skill set and your knowledge and your expertise. Number two, in which areas or markets have customers been overlooked overlooked or ignored, right? This is where you need to go a little outward and research the market a little bit and understand from your current clients or from prospects or from your general research to which areas or markets have customers been overlooked or ignored, right? Remember what I told you in the beginning, where how intuitively entrepreneurs do this. They intuitively get um, feedback or client insights from the market, and they understand where customers have been overlooked or ignored. And, you know, then they make inroads into that market and kind of start testing those markets out. Right. And that that's what th- those are the same kind of principles that you want to apply over here and increase. The likelihood of you finding markets that are um, that are underserved. So, for those of you who are just joining in, and for those of you who haven't uh, um, attended my presentations before, you know I don't typically do an introduction of myself because it's in the it's in my LinkedIn profile. And a lot of these sessions, uh, I try and introduce a lot of new concepts. So, if you're interested in understanding my background, just so simply go to my LinkedIn profile. I'll, I'll tell you very quickly, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I've been running a management consulting business for 10 years, over 12 years, actually. And my, I'm not a marketer by profession. I started off as a strategic planning consultant, and I did that for about 10 years. The last couple of years, what I've been doing is I've been helping other management consulting firms and independent consultants help um, land new clients and grow their businesses, and a lot of my, a lot of the people that I, I coach and train are former clients or former employees or consultants from firms like Boston Consulting Group and Kearney and Deloitte and Accenture and so on and so forth, who now run their own consulting businesses, and of course, you know, across the board as well. So, you know, I've had about 150 clients, over over 150 clients in my consulting career, and you know, hopefully, through these sessions through these Consulting Growth Hour sessions, I can uh, provide you with my experience and knowledge so you get some ideas and, you know, that will hopefully kickstart your own journey into, you know, whichever direction you want to go in. All of what I'm presenting is not advice, right? I don't know your businesses intimately. What I'm presenting is what I've used in the past and what I know. And the way I would suggest that you take information from here is, you know, Use what you feel is make sense to you and your, your, your current situation and your business, and then test a few things out. Right. I'm not showing you an exact part that you need right now because how can I? I don't know your businesses. Right. And there's a lot of advice out there that, you know, people say that, you know, just do A, B, and C and you'll get to that space or so you get to that result. That usually doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way because unless you know um, that individual's business, it's really hard to give exact advice, so I'm sharing with you what I've used in my own business, my own consulting business, and you know the best way to take this is to um, see what makes sense for your business and you know make some experiments. So where we are right now is you have identified you've obviously in your heads you've um, you've identified where you are right now in your own business, right? You you have an next you have specific expertise and you currently serve a specific market and address their unmet need. Now, you, you in order to identify those underserved markets, you wanna be asking these two questions. How can I use my expertise to find underserved markets and in which areas or markets have customers been overlooked or ignored? Think back to your any information that you have about your current markets watch your current situation in, in in your you know client in your you know with your current clients or think back to research that you may have read about you know specific markets and try and think about which direction you may want to go in in order to find underserved markets. Now I'll go back to that slide which I showed you. These are all the possible directions that you can go in in order to grow sales, in order to grow, and you know, in any in, in, you know, in any kind of business. So before you f- go uh, go out and find underserved markets, first decide which markets or which direction you want to go in, because there are several ways to grow. Right? You may think that right now existing markets are saturated, and you, that may be, well be true, but it may not as well. You may be making an assumption. So can you grow in your existing markets as opposed to you know jumping the gun and looking at newer markets then you know look at look at these prompts over here and and think about you know whether or not you can you can you know use some of these ideas to grow in your existing markets can you sell more to your current clients can you sell your current products and services to new clients in your current market or can you tweak your value proposition and serve the market serve your existing market in a different way or can you develop new products and services for your existing market these are various options and you know this answer will only will only kind of emerge once you start thinking about it and using you know using using some kind of framework all this is is a framework for you to Think about and understand whether where in, in which direction you want to go in, right? You it may well be true that your current market is saturated, or saturated, and you may well want to develop new markets. So, at that point, you know, do you want to kind of develop or uh, um, expand your current services in to new geographies? Or do you want to expand your current services to new target market segments, such as you know, from small business to medium-sized or medium-sized business to a larger business or whatnot, however you want to slice and dice that. Or do you want to you know, create a completely new product for new markets? You know, that's, uh, that's the first step before you look at underserved mar- look at finding underserved markets, the first step is to decide in which direction you want to go in, right? Is this making sense? I, I I know I'm running the risk of you know pa- pre- presenting too much information and you know possibly confusing people, but I think that if you kind of think about these things and maybe even watch the replay, looking at looking at your growth and your path in 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 this manner is will be very handy. So I'm happy that a couple of people. Laurie, Ryan, Sean, Pam, thanks, thanks for your feedback. So we can move forward. So before you go, before you go looking for underserved markets, fix the direction in 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 which you want to go in. That's that's the most important piece. Okay. So once you've chosen a direction, right? Let's say you want to, you know, create a new product or or service for a your existing market, right? Or, or you want to do something else, decide what that is, right? Choose your market based on a combination of, it could be a ge- geography. It could be an industry vertical, right? Maybe you choose pharmaceutical companies as your new market, or, or maybe you choose the size of organization. You know, now you serve small businesses. What if you serve slightly larger businesses, right? That's your hypothesis. That's where, that's where you feel that, you know, you may find, Underserved opportunities where customers have been are being ignored or overlooked, or you can even you know create a market segment based on customer-based characteristics. It doesn't have to be geography. It doesn't have to be industry vertical. It could be based on certain characteristics like minority-based, minority-owned companies. Right? That's a customer characteristic uh, client characteristics. It could be expatriate business owners, for example. It doesn't you know fit within any specific geography or a size of organization but it's a characteristic these are expatriate business owners right so this is this is a you know a, a slightly larger topic which is kind of beyond the scope of this presentation i've done a lot of this uh, a lot of training on how to choose your markets in previous sessions of consulting growth hour so just go to my youtube channel if you want it i you know or i'll probably like Uh, add it here, or I'll I'll send you an email with it with the replay. Go back to that and look at previous videos of how to slice and dice your market segments, right? But uh, again, what you want to be doing is now deciding, right? After you've kind of uh, chosen the direction of your business or direction of uh, growth, you want to kind of Pick out hypotheses. Okay, let me let me try um, selling my current services. Let's say you're a presentations and a communications coach. Let me try and selling my presentation and communication uh, consulting services. You know, to another state. Right now I'm in New York, but why don't I try Massachusetts, for example? Right. So think about what that is. I mean that 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 in order for you to test in order for you to evaluate markets you need to understand a what what your hypothesis is. So create a statement like the above. Remember we 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 talked about those statements based on your expertise market and unmet needs. So what you want to be doing is creating a new hypothesis where you're going to use that to evaluate, right? Now you do you know, you're, you're helping startups in California raise capital by creating financial models in a pitch decks, for example, but you feel that you can help startups in, let's say Phoenix or, or Texas to raise capital. So that's your hypothesis in order to, and you want to test whether or not the Phoenix market and the Texas market is underserved or not. Okay so right now you do this but what is your hypothesis so think about that once you have that in mind let me just test this can you can some of you type in the chat what you think what you've come up with as a hypothesis it doesn't have to be perfect but i just want to understand if you know your this is resonating with you folks so if you could one or two of you could just type in the chat what you may have selected for to evaluate, that'll be helpful. So John says it is theor- theoretical. Maybe in the future we can drill down to specific industries. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. This is this is uh, this is some theory, but you know the one of the challenges that I have in these sessions is to pack information in 60 minutes. You see, so maybe what I can do in in the future is use a lot more uh, examples. Okay, so John says, select a different size of markets for a new hypothesis. So, and, and John Pelly says, we help SMEs in Atlantic Canada optimize their business banking. Okay, fine. So if those are your new hypotheses, then what you wanna do is go to this tool, Sales Navigator. I know a lot of you use Sales Navigator, which is, Sales Navigator is nothing but a premium tool of LinkedIn. It's a paid tool, but you get one month free. Right, so if you don't want to pay for it, then simply sign up and use it for a month, and then see how you uh, and see whether or not it's useful for you. But I find it really useful, and uh, I use it a lot in order to test these markets. So now you've created a hypothesis of where you'd like to go. Before we go to Sales Navigator, I want to introduce you to a principle that I use in order to find underserved uh, markets this is like, this is something that this is what i call the 10 1000 principle to find underserved markets so let's say you know um, this circle is a market okay these little dots in each of these circles represent competitors in the marketplace in order to find underserved markets you want to you know you've got to identify and see you know who are these other competitors who are these other consulting firms that are serving that market. You know, it was funny, I was, I was making the slide and my daughter walked in and she says, are those chocolate chip cookies? So, uh, and it was exactly the same color. So maybe you want to think of this model as, as, as the chocolate chip cookie model, right? On the left, you have this market or this this cookie with just one chocolate chip, which is just one. Uh, now, it may seem that this market is underserved, but markets like this, don't excite me primarily because they tell you that, you know, you may be too early in that market or there isn't a, a large enough viable opportunity for that market in, 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 in that market, right? So it may be an open market. There may be just one competitor, but that doesn't mean that, there isn't, that, it's, that it's underserved. It may just mean that you're too early. Then you have this, these other types of markets on the right, which are teeming with competition. There's lots of competition right those kinds of markets are are dangerous as well because you know more likely you're going to be ending up competing on price because there's lots of different competitors with standard value propositions and you know it's a it's a buyer's market basically right but in the middle you have this interesting uh, model interesting type of market where you do have some competitors, a handful of competitors, but not enough to make that market saturated, right? This is what I call the 10-1000 market. It basically means you know, finding markets that have 1000 potential firms and at least 10 competing consultants or firms. Now, why do I say 1000 potential firms? To, to build a consulting business, you don't need a mass market, we're not mass marketers typical, a small consulting business would be very happy with five new clients, you know, in a general sense per year, right? And to land five new clients, you know, looking at a homogenous market of a thousand potential firms, I think is plenty, right? Even in my market, it was, you know, I served academic institutions and, you know, it wasn't even, there weren't even a thousand, thousand companies. So it doesn't have to be you know exactly a thousand companies, but what but what I'm trying to drill down over here is use the principle. The principle is that you know the 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 number of competitors, the ratio of the number of competitors to your comp, to your the size of the market should be one is to ten, right? That's the general general principle. So you don't want to join markets. You don't want to end, you know compete in markets that have you know five different competitors for every 10 clients. That's going to be a bloodbath in general. So the 10-1000 principle, this is just a principle. I mean, if you're looking at, if you're if you're serving Fortune 500 companies, for example, you can't have a thousand firms in that market by definition, but think of it as a general guideline and not, don't get too focused on the exact number, that exact thousand firms. So now let's head, head over to Sales Navigator where I generally, which I generally use to size up these markets. So can you see my LinkedIn? So on the right hand side, for those of you who don't know sales navigator, just on the right hand side, you'll have a a button. Just go click there, you go to sales navigator. And basically, what sales navigator is is it's just a more powerful way of you know searching for accounts and potential accounts and leads. Link The free LinkedIn search is pretty powerful as well. I mean, you can do a lot, lots with it, but one advantage I find with Sales Navigator is that it allows you to segment companies by the size of the company and the company headcount, the number of employees. You don't have this feature on free LinkedIn. And if you're targeting, right? If you're looking for, if you're creating some kind of a sales plan, you want to know the size of, Companies and that's that's why I find it handy. And there are a couple of other features that that are good, which which I don't want to get in over get into over here. But that's why that that's that's the reason I use Sales Navigator. So you can use this tool. It's free for thirty days. All you all you got to do is go into the account section and find companies and find you know test size up those markets that you've now come up with in order to test. So. I'll use one of the examples that, that came in. So Sean says he wants to move in or he wants to test new geographic markets using his current, I'm assuming it's using your existing services, Tampa, Atlanta, and Detroit. So let's just do that. Okay. I'm assuming that your, your company headcount, your target com- company headcount is 200 to 500. Then you go to, you know, headquarters and your location. Let's put in, if I'm in a conference myself, now. <laughs> yeah. Hi, one of, one of you needs to mute. I don't know who that is. So Tampa, Atlanta, and Detroit. I'm just using this as, as an example, of course. So, and I've put in industry legal services. Let's just lose that. So here, in this in this example, I've put in the 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 location of the companies, the size of the companies, and you can see it has about four four, four and a half thousand results. So that's a that's a pretty decent uh, size of market to go after. You can even kind of re, uh, narrow it down a little bit. Maybe you can add a few more parameters. Perhaps you can use you know maybe maybe what you could do is lose lose the fifty one to two hundred and see what happens you got 950 results which is which is a thousand firms it's not it's not very big but it still works based on our model the reason you want to narrow it down is because you can then offer more offer tighter value propositions a company that's you know a 500 person company has different will likely have different problems than a 50 person company you see so as a consulting firm you can go in with a tighter value proposition that is relevant for a 200 or 500 person company. So you can play around with these search filters and bring it down to a thousand or 2000 firms, right? That's a, that's a decent market for a small consulting firm. And then what you wanna do next is once you've got your thousand firms, look at you know, who the competition is. That you gotta do a little bit of you know searching on Google. You may have to make some calls understand whether or not there's a, there's a lot of competition or there is, you know, just a handful or perhaps there's no competition at all, right? So that that bit of research will give you an idea of, you know, which bucket you fall in, whether it's that first image that I show you, the cookie image, whether it's the, you just, there's hardly any competition, which typically would tell me that there is something wrong with that market. It's it's not it's not the timing is wrong. Or you've got like 20 different competitors for a thousand firm market, and you're going to be end up competing on price, most likely. So the trick here is to find those markets where you've got enough of a size, enough the, the, the number of firms is at least a thousand, and you have close to about you know seven to ten competitors. That's how you kind of get that get the, get to that first level of, hey, you know what? this market may be underserved. And then you can go in and start, you know, connecting with different types of uh, potential clients, having conversations, and then you know, understanding whether or not there's a real opportunity in there or not. So this is something that I use, I, I do this practically even for my business and some of my clients' businesses as well, to make decisions. it's It's not a perfect solution. But it gives you some kind of idea as to whether or not these markets that you that you've kind of hypothesized on may be worth going in and you know digging deeper or not. So there's another example I came up with here. So this one, you know, I chose this example of companies that have more than ten thousand people, more than ten thousand people in Canada alone. And you get you got fifty nine results. Now, now because you got fifty nine results, does it mean that it doesn't fit into that the the 10, 1000 principle? No, it doesn't because these are large companies, right? And you can have a you can build a, a, a very decent consulting business with a handful of large companies, right? Because this you know the ticket sizes will be higher. You probably will have you know a repeat business and so on and so forth. But you also want to see who the competition is and whether or not you're getting into that, you know, you have that one is to 10 ratio, right? If you've got 60 companies, for example, in the market, and there are like hundred different competitors competing for that same business, that's going to be a tough market to enter. But if there are, let's say five competitors, right? And there is demand in that marketplace, then that's something that you may want to be, you 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 may want to consider. So this is a, a tool to kind of size up those markets and just do some do some initial research, but I find it pretty handy. And check it out, see if uh, it works for you, and then see if it gives you some insights. So that's all I have in terms of 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 the presentation. I'm 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 going to open it up to questions. Let me check in the comments. Okay, so. John says, when you run the search and obtain the results, can the list be exported to your CRM or Excel? No, it can't. A sales navigator does not allow you to do that, even if you're a paying member. And yeah, it's it's a bit annoying, but uh, that's how it is. They don't want you to do that. What they allow you to do is, is save those lists. So you can save those lists, but you have to use it within sales navigator itself. Another thing you can do is, you know, just copy paste the page of the search results and just dump it into Excel. And there's some way of, you know, uh, formatting that, but it's, it's going to be a little bit of, um, there may be a little, a, a few more steps there, but it is possible, but you can't directly export it. John says, how about measuring the number of competitive consulting firms? So doing that is, you know, you've got to go, you've got to you know research the, do a basic Google search or simply look on LinkedIn. Or you can even look, you can even do a search on Sales Navigator for those types of consulting firms and get that information. So however you want to do it, you can do, I I usually just type on Google and I just, you know, look at who else is out there and so on. So that gives me some preliminary information. I don't want to be too obsessed with competitors, but I want to understand, you know, just how many of them are there, how many I can find, and I know that it's not going to be perfect because some some may not show up on Google, some may not be on LinkedIn, but it just gives you a sense. Doing this exercise simply gives you a sense. If I can, if if this exercise gives me a result and tells me that this place is just teeming with competitors, then you know I can just you know cut my research immediately and move on, right? So that's where it helps cool. So John Pelly says, there's a marketing theory that suggests only 3% of your target market are ready to buy at one time. Yeah, that's right. And that's why I think even if you have a a thousand person, a thousand firm market, if 3% is in the market uh, to buy, that's 30 firms that are in market. And if you've got like, you know, seven to 10 firms competing, you can still win business, right? All right, folks, so I hope this has been at least slightly helpful. I know this is a lot of information, but you know, as I said, one of my challenges with doing these sessions is that I wanna provide enough information, but I gotta do it within 60 minutes. So sometimes you will see a flood of information and that's why I offer the ref- replays as well. So you can go ahead and you know check those out if you want. All right, thanks, John. Thanks, Alex. And if you want the uh, the the presentation, just send me an email because I lose the chats over here. Send me an email or just hit me up on LinkedIn and I'll I'll send it across to you. Thank you, Robert and Pam for your feedback as well. All right, folks, thank you for joining and your patience and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening right to the end. I appreciate your time. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and connect with me and say hi on LinkedIn. For video replays of these sessions, check out our YouTube channel. And most importantly, join us live to get all your questions answered at Consulting Growth Hour Live. All details in the show notes. See you next time.